We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Mr. Rashad Tabakawala joins us again today on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast for part two of our discussion regarding his latest thought letter entitled The Future of the Internet, as well as what we need to know about this new age of the Internet and why it matters. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. Uh, Your piece references the noise and the signal that is culminating around this new age internet ecosystem and that what's taking place right now is not just about technology, but it's about the underlying human need that these new technologies will enable. Can you share more with us about your thoughts on this? Sure. So there are three levels of this. So first level is there is a human need, and as I mentioned, there are human needs for identity, human needs for godlike power, human needs mm-hmm. for recognition and reward. Sure. Right? Because a lot of us want that uh, connection, recognition, rewards. Um, and many of these technologies takes it to the next level. So that's one thing. And my basic belief is companies that have always managed or technologies that have enabled this have always tended to succeed. And these new technologies are aligned with that human need. So that's one thing is what I call the signal, right? But then there is a lot of noise. And the noise are just like when there is new technology and still in its early days, there are a lot of what I would call less than ideal elements trying to sell you on a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm -hmm. So for instance, uh, you know, utilizing things like the blockchain, people have basically created a lot of currencies that they sold to people. And so part of the noise is the cryptocurrency crash, you know, which, which has basically affected a lot of people. Okay. Part of it is some of this seems like a Ponzi scheme. Some of this sounds like BS. And there is parts of it which are BS and Ponzi scheme, sure. not all of it. Sure. So I try to get people. And usually people are in two camps on this. They're either zealots. This is the future, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're basically Didn't the know. other side, which is this is total BS. Yeah. Uh, And my basic belief is there's enough underlying technology and human need for me to say this is a part of the future. 
But at the very same stage, at this current stage, watch out. There's lots of crazy shit happening too, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of what I'm writing about is how to tell the difference between what I call the noise and the signal. And the example I give is during the dot-com bust, the noise was the NASDAQ index going from 5,000 to 1,000, mm. right? The right. signal was in those same four years, the number of people who were connected to the internet went from 30% to 70%. Mm. So that was that eventually is what gave birth to all these amazing exactly. companies and technologies. Exactly. So my whole stuff is don't look at what a price of cryptocurrency is. I don't think about like how to hustle and make money with this right now. Think about basically how it can enable your craft, how you, it impacts your business, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right? And then as things become clearer, there'll be a little bit more clarity and you can you know commit to more things as you move forward. But I'm a big, big believer in this third connected age. Mm-hmm. But at the very same stage, I recognize, A, it's early. And like any technology, some parts of it won't work. And a lot of it is there's some you know, scam artists around it. But there is a middle way. And that's what my, my thought is, that you have to not worry only about the noise. You know, prices going up, prices going down. But about the signal, which is where is this going and what's the human need it satisfies. You know, in, in, in keeping with that, your, your thought letter forecasts that we're about to see the greatest unleashing of human creativity as more and more people gain access to new ways to express themselves and to project their presence and to be rewarded for their work. Tell us what you're most excited about as far as what is to come with people. <laughs> there are four things I'm very excited about. Okay. In fact, this thing is so big that there are four things. Okay. The first and most importantly, it is going to enable more and more people who are quote unquote on the outside to basically not necessarily even have to break into the room, but they can make their own room, right? So when you think about, you know, from Hamilton, you know, you know, were you there when the big decisions were being made in the room? Mm. You can make your own room. You don't have to go beat yourself into going, going to someone else's room. So the revolutionary power of this is it gives more power to the individual and to talent. And as we all know, talent is equally distributed all over the world, across all age groups, across all kinds of genders and classes and races. Opportunity is not. Okay. And this enables more opportunity. That's number one. Number two is it will allow a lot of people (coughs) who are limited because of either age or handicaps or location to also participate in new ways. Third is it is going to, I think, unleash a new age of creativity and education. Okay. And finally, and most importantly, it will also make us start to understand that Unlike what we might believe or some of us might believe today that the world is in a, in a hell in a handbasket and it's only going to get worse, mm-hmm. right? My basic belief is if you actually look at the long lens of time, uh, things have tended to get better rather mm-hmm. than worse. And obviously there are all, all kinds of change, challenges from you know, climate change to all kinds of stuff. But 
the reality of it is a combination of what I call human ingenuity and modern technology tends to solve issues. Okay. And a lot of these technologies are going to allow us to do that. So it's good for humanity, good for creativity and education, good for the outsider, uh, and therefore it's good. Okay. Now, you, you mentioned something that stood out to me. You, you described the, the people on the outside. And on this show, uh, our, our producer, Chris, and I, we've, we've done a number of episodes where we've had to have conversations about the disparities in tech, you know, how black people are underrepresented and the implications of being underrepresented as a race yes. um, in tech. So I, I want to lean into at least one facet there, because, of course, this is the Black Information sure. Network and ask a very specific question to uh, a thinker yeah. like yourself. What are your thoughts on the future of the Internet um, and how how will this future of the Internet impact black and brown communities? So it will impact, I believe, positively. Okay. Um, and uh, and there are three reasons. And this is uh, why one is um, the black and brown communities are like all humans, humans, therefore we have all the same capabilities and ingenuities, mm -hmm. right? But as mentioned, uh, many of us might not have had equal opportunity. Yeah. And these technologies do two things. One is they are deeply distributed versus centralized. So okay. as I mentioned, you don't have to break into a room to get it. It's sure. available. Okay. But second, and this is also very important, is it's there's a word, you know, the three words I use was decentralized, open, and composable. So we understand decentralized and we understand open, but composable is a lot of the technology will be like Lego pieces. Okay. And we are not going to require to know code. And, you know, today there's this language of I don't know code, I don't have the ability to work with these things. These new things are going to basically be its Lego pieces. Anybody can work with Lego pieces to sure. make things. Then it's your imagination. You don't have to like make the Lego piece. It's there. Right. So therefore, I believe that's, that's there. It's one of the reasons why a lot of people, I, I you know, teach at a lot of, not, I, not a teacher, but I speak as, at schools and other kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the reasons my Substack is so popular with these 25,000 people. Not only are they leaders, but a lot of them are students. Mm -hmm. Because I basically each week, not every week it's for a student, but every what, two or th third week is for people who, you know, who are trying to figure out what's going on, is I share the best learning I learned from all over the world. And I then give people tools on how they can do it themselves. Right? right. So the one thing that the one piece of advice I would give everyone on your all, all your listeners, is the piece of advice I give to everybody and I take myself, right? Which is you must control the two things that you can control, right? Okay. And one is you must try to control how you can improve yourself through learning. Mm -hmm. And I basically encourage people to spend an hour every day learning. 
whatever is their passion, but learn, set aside an hour to learn, right? Whether it's read, learn a piano, learn something, always learn. So yeah. that's number one, because this, this is, everyone can learn and, you know, go to YouTube, read a book, whatever, learn. That's number one. The second one is find a way uh, like you always sort of need to, to actually think about what the implications to whatever you feel passionate about that are because of these new technologies. So whatever you feel passionate about, you know, you might feel passionate about writing, right? Mm -hmm. You might be passionate about art. So one of these new technologies is, again, I, in one of these pieces I've written where I show videos where people can see videos, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a technology called DALI. So let's suppose you're an artist, okay? There's a new form of technology called DALI, which is a, it's not easily accessible, but will soon be available to a million people and hopefully more soon from a place called OpenAI. And it's D-A-L-L dot E. It's a combination of Salvador, Dali, and Wally. Mm. And what does it do? It basically does the following. So you, if you had access to it, you could basically say, Ramses, you could say, I'd like a graphic image of Rishad looking like a, you know, like a um, space cadet, right? Surrounded by frogs on Mars. That's all you have to say. Yeah. Within seconds, you'll get 15, 20 images available to you of what you just said. Really? Yes. And yeah. then, so if you're an artist, just think about what that means for your craft. It doesn't mean you're being replaced. It basically means someone has to then say, okay, come up with the idea, uh -huh. but then you have to select among all of these, which one is the best one. And then you build on it. Right. Right. Uh, so for any, anything you are in, whether you're a sports person, go look at autograph.io. So whatever your passion is, music, go look at royal.io. Right. Whatever it is, there is a major impact coming to it because of these new things. So Absolutely. one is spent learning. Second is follow your passion. I'm not even asking you to follow technology, but basically say, what's the, what's the, just Google, what is the impact of, you know, Web3 or tokens or whatever on my, whatever your passion, passion. is. Sure. And you will get into it because you'll get into it through the door of your passion, right? Yeah. The way people basically get medicines into you is they find your vein. They don't just jab it into like your face, mm -hmm. right? And so my basic belief is your vein is your passion. And then you combine this new stuff with your vein and that's how you learn. Okay, I'll go with that. We are here today with acclaimed author, speaker, teacher, and advisor, Mr. Rashad Tabakawala, discussing his latest thought letter entitled, The Future of the Internet, What We Need to Know About This New Age of the Internet and Why It Matters. Now, I, I, I'm not doubling down here, but I think that there's another facet to look at as well. Many people have concerns about the potential for bias, uh, for discrimination, and for other sort of real-world problems making their way to Web3 and ultimately becoming larger issues, possibly due to the veils of anonymity and various identity options that people can take on, as well as opportunities to quickly scale what could potentially be considered harmful or discriminatory technologies yes. and behaviors. 
Um, what are your thoughts uh, about these concerns? Do you think they're well-founded or do you think that, what are your so thoughts? I, so I believe that the concerns are very well-founded. Okay. Um, and they're well-founded and you can already see early examples. So for instance, you know, AI technologies does that facial recognition tend to not do a very good job with people of color. Yeah, I think we're criminal. Right? For, 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 for instance, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but if you go to China, they don't do a good recognition of anybody who's not Chinese. Right. Uh, so that's sort of one. Second mm -hmm. is because some of these things, the technology gets so sophisticated uh, and because of things like you could be taken advantage of, uh, there are some real, real issues. Now, there is a... Um, there's a group of people who are working very hard across all the modern companies, as well as professors and ethics and lawyers, to make sure that this time around, we think about the human condition as we write it into code, versus basically thinking that everything will be okay, right? So one of the key things is, you know, we didn't see the downside of when everybody gets socially connected, how it can impact elections. Right, mm. how it could create groups that hate people. Yeah. We didn't see that because what we saw from a benign perspective, or at least you know the people who started it, the Zuckerbergs basically said the world will be beautiful when we all connect. Yes, for some people that's beautiful, but for other people you can connect right. people who hate, and that right. can scale. So there's a there's a, a a book that I suggest to people is now available on Kindle called Life 3.0, and it's about this thing called the life. Uh, the Life Future Institute or Future Life Institute, where a whole bunch of AI scientists all over the world, and not just scientists, education people, uh, all kinds of different people, not just technologists, are speaking about what the implications of this are. Mm -hmm. So, yes, they're well-founded, but because they're so well-founded, a lot of people are thinking about it. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that's not nothing. So we'll, That's not, we'll take that. And, and because of that, and it's still in its early days, mm -hmm. right? At least people are paying attention. Just imagine, right? If you basically had people who were of diverse backgrounds writing the constitution. Yeah. And that's what's now happening versus leaving yeah. it to only a small group of people. Right, right. Exactly. Now, I know, I know our time is running short here with you, but I want to get at least one more question sure. um, if I can. And I want to talk about uh, business a bit. Yep. So obviously businesses and communities, we need to be positioning ourselves to best take advantage of the opportunities um, at hand. In your book, Restoring the Soul of Business, you focus on helping people think and feel and see differently when it comes to growing their companies and their teams and even themselves in transformative times. So elaborate more for us about the importance of us all being open and committed to our ongoing learning and our efforts to stay relevant. So I remind all of us that many of you all have a smartphone, mm -hmm. right? So let us suppose your smartphone is a Apple, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I've just downloaded the beta 
of the next operating system, and it's called 16, iOS 16. So what does that mean? It basically means in the last 16 years, your phone has upgraded its operating system 16 times. How many times have you upgraded the way you think and your skills in the Mm. last 16 years? Mm. Okay. Okay. And so the chapter I've written, which is very popular, is how to upgrade your mental operating system. Okay. I now have also written, but it's not in the book, but I, it's on my Substack, uh, And then I've written this one page where you can access everything, which I think you'll have seen on how to upgrade your emotional operating system. Mm. So the advice I give people is this. The way you upgrade your mental operating system is you spend an hour every day learning. The way you upgrade your emotional operating system, and this one is difficult, is you build a case for the exact opposite of what you believe. Oh. Okay? Yeah. So it's really hard because it basically says, step out of yourself, sir, or madam, Mm -hmm. okay, for a second. And so you basically say, here's all the reasons why everything I believe doesn't make any sense. There are two reasons for that. One is if you're not able to do that, do you really know your case well enough? Because if you can't see from other perspectives, including perspectives, by the way, that you completely disdain and hate, mm-hmm. right? You may not know how to solve the problem. Or approach it. Or approach it, right? Because in the, there are certain things that are a given. There are certain human dignity things. There's no, it's a zero in one thing, mm-hmm. right? So all people are equal is a zero in one thing. If you don't believe all people are equal, right, that's a problem. But after that, there's a lot of other stuff that's more nuanced. That makes sense, right? And usually the way you make an advance is by finding a middle route. Again, certain things have no middle route, but some things, many things do have a middle route. And that helps you do that emotional operating system. And then the other one recently is like how we can learn to repair ourselves right? See, one of the key things is there's a very famous author called George Saunders. And he has one piece of advice, which is be kind to others and be kind to yourself. Hmm. Right? And if you think about it, you know, a rage in a machine is good for a certain amount of time, but it breaks the machine down. That's fair. And as a result, you need rage to get things done, mm-hmm. but perpetual rage is the machine breaks down and nothing gets done. Yeah. And, and so those are parts of what I write about and you know, think about, which is in the end, it's just us people and the rest of it is noise. And I also write about the importance of time because the other thing that people tend not to understand is the only real asset we have after we have a certain amount of basic, you know, human needs like food and a little bit of shelter and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, the basic time, the only basic asset we have is time. And for most people, like, you know, as I remind people in my age, I probably have, I don't know, four or 5,000 days left at the maximum. Mm. So how, how much of, the way you spend your time should you allow other people to decide, right? (laughs) So my basic belief 
is my definition of success, which takes time to get to, but it's a definition I believe is important. Is success is the ability of a person to spend their time and attention on things that give them joy. I love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So success is spending, giving your time and attention to things that give you joy. Mm-hmm. If you notice, if you are someone who gets joy from being a fisherman, fisherman mm-hmm. or anything, if you can spend your time that gives you joy, that is success. Absolutely. Right? Uh, and, and some people, what gives them joy is making the next billion dollars. That's success too. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's defined by you. Right. And maybe some loved ones around you, but maybe primarily by you versus everyone else. And today, the big thing I try to remind people is that's one. And the second is do not live in other people's minds, which is what makes you happy? What will make you grow? Obviously, you have to care about other people. I'm not saying don't care about other people. Sure. But, you know, if your whole thing is I'm doing stuff to keep make me impressive in other people's mind. You don't live in other people's mind. You live in your mind. Right. So those are some of the pieces of advice I give, which is why my whole stuff is never forget we're eventually, even though we're living in a data-driven, digital, you know, uh, silicon-based world, we as human beings are carbon-based, analog-feeling things. You are an insightful man, and you are a good man. Thank you. And I, I, I can't let you get out of here without naming at least some of your pieces that you've written of course social Perfect. media ways that people can plug in and learn absolutely so the, the the three ways that are useful i can tell you how you can plug in with me but i'll give you three things that are actually useful to you okay. which yeah. are important uh the first one is if you go to my website which is at rishadtobaccoella.com mm-hmm. right you will see a lot of interesting things that are useful but i'll give you a little cheat if you type in my RishadTobacco.com, and then you go backslash 100, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically curated the best writing I've ever done over the last X number of years, made into 12 categories with five or six articles. Each article takes six minutes to read, and it's basically a life of learning available to you for free. Okay, so it's RishadTobacco.com backslash 100. Right. And it's everything from how to manage your career, how to upgrade your mental operating system, where is the future going, what's the future of the internet. Six minute reads, entire sections, 30 minutes, completely free. So that's one that might be useful to people. Right. Mm-hmm. Second is um, you can follow me on LinkedIn, where you can find me. And I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Rashad. That's at Rashad. And all of those things are completely free. The only thing that I'm going to propose to you, which is not free, which I cannot give away for free, um, is my book, which is called Restoring the Soul of Business, Staying Human in the Age of Data, mm-hmm. uh, which you can buy relatively cheaply today with some combination of waiting a little bit and paying a little thing for about 7 or $8 on Amazon. Wonderful. Well, I want to make sure that I say this so that it is said. It is R-I-S-H-A-D. R-I-S-H-A-D, Tobaccoala, T-O-B-A-C-C-O-W-A-L-A. So like it's tobacco, the word, the W-A-L-A, dot com is my website. And if you go backslash 100, it reveals everything there. 
and or you can go to rishad.substack.com and you'll see a piece called 100 and you can read that uh so and that's free you can put your email you'll, you'll get access to everything and you get everything so everything i do is i'm trying to help people mm-hmm. so outside of harper collins not letting me give my book away for free because they paid me everything <laughs> else is available for free understood well Thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us today. This has been an amazing conversation among my favorites. Uh, It's been an absolute joy. Once again, our guest is the acclaimed author, speaker, teacher, and advisor, Mr. Rashad Tabakawala. And before I go, I'll leave you with this. Quote, education is our passport to the future, for tomorrow belongs only to the people who prepare for it today. End quote. As one of civil rights leader Malcolm X's most notable and inspiring statements made many decades ago, today his words still ring loud and clear, just as true as ever. In their November 2021 report, The Future of Digital Spaces and Their Role in Democracy, the Pew Research Center and Elon University's Imagining the Internet Center concluded that while there are certainly valid concerns to be addressed, most experts are in fact envisioning a brighter future ahead. The report determined that there is an abundance of hope for a global and immersive digital environment, one that provides fact-based knowledge, offers better defense of individuals' rights, empowers diversity, and equitably provides tools for technological breakthroughs and collaborations that can solve the world's problems. With these opportunities available and the incredible insight that Mr. Rashad Tabakawala has bestowed upon us, let us leave today's conversation not only inspired to learn more, but with a firm commitment to not miss this moment. Let us commit to turning this new information into action. We are in an incredibly unique moment in history. We each have the power to learn, prepare, and ultimately be the change. The future of the internet is here and anything is possible. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.